Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sneaking up on midnight here on 94 WIP. Jody Max sticking around till 2 when Big Daddy Graham comes aboard. Joining me in studio is a buddy and a pal. He's been working here two years? Two and a half at this yeah, is point. Is it two and a half? Yeah. Damn, I would have said two. Uh, shame on me. I should have known that. Uh, Kyle Lubeck has uh, been working here at the station. Tape operator guy. Jack of all trades. Gives me inside info. Find stuff for me when I need it, when I'm on the air. And he's been working uh, the night shift here for the past two and a half years. And he made it out on his own, uh, doing a lot of writing, all basketball over the last couple of years. And his business has grown. And now he's leaving the nest. I am getting out of WIP while the getting is good. Yeah, you know, it's I've been part of this crew. It it changes from night to night. You and I see each other sometimes only once a week, sometimes three times a week during baseball season, and I, it's I feel like I'm leaving a a part of my family here. Oh, that's nice of you to say, and uh, that's the beauty of family. Family's allowed to fight and disagree and argue and yell, As and you and I have do. had a couple of those because <laughs> uh, you are a process server that bends over backwards to uh, uh, believe in uh, Sam Hankey, which I am not. Uh, but overall, we uh, see the game, I think, a lot alike. Uh, and uh, this is going to be a uh, big month for the Sixers. they got to get this number three pick right. Yeah, and I think, honestly, this is probably the most interesting position they could have been in because if you're at number one, you take Fultz. You're at number two, you probably take Lonzo Ball. After that, there's a lot of concerns with those guys. With Josh Jackson, the jump shot is really hitchy. He was a bad free throw shooter. You don't know if the shot's going to translate. Jonathan Isaac is not much of a creator for himself. He's going to be more of a a secondary player at the next level. Now, maybe you want that on a team with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, a guy who's just going to be your your role player. But with a, a top three pick, I think people have higher expectations for that. And then after that, you're dealing with De'Aaron Fox, who can't shoot. Dennis Smith, who his defense is what you might call apathetic at best. So... You're, it's, it's a very interesting philosophical choice. And so I, I'm interested to see what Brian Colangelo does there. As am I. And uh, some people believe that Brian Colangelo can uh, elevate this team and take them where they need to, that he's uh, put the tanking and the process behind them, which is good. But he's now on the clock a little bit here because uh, he hasn't done anything substantial and or made any significant moves. They're still more living off Pinky's uh, leftover moves than anything else. This is kind of an important draft for Brian Colangelo. Yeah, and I think that the, what I would counter with to that is if there's anything that Colangelo has made his his money on over the years, it's through the draft. He's He's gotten a lot of guys. He drafted Amari Stoudemire. He drafted DeMar DeRozan in Toronto, where that's a guy in the mid-lottery that at the time he's really just an athletic freak, and now he's developed into a, an all-star all NBA caliber player. Now, I don't know if I want to build my team around DeMar DeRozan, but when you're picking in that mid lotto, I mean, that's a, that's a great discovery. That's a great find. So I think he does have a strong track record in the draft. I think the expectation will be that that's where they're going to build their team. And maybe they supplement it with some, some free agents this off season or next, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, if I'm confident in anything he's going to do, it's it's in the draft. And one criticism that Colangelo's got that I disagreed with, that I didn't think he should have had to take the kind of grief that he did for, was his Nerlens Noel trade. Uh, how do you get more for Nerlens? He's going to get a max money contract. How can we get the little piddling that we did for a guy who was a max money contract? Because the NBA knew they had to trade him. <laughs> 
He wasn't the one who picked centers three straight years. That was his predecessor, Mr. Hinkie. So the league knew that he had to move one of them, and they just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited, and the price came down to where Dallas finally gave him what they gave him. That's not Colangelo's fault. Sure. Well, I, I think there are a couple – there's factors in play there. Certainly he was handed a, a deal where, I mean, it's it would have been tough to get fair value for any of this, regardless of who he ended up moving. It would have been tough to get 100% quote-unquote fair value. What I will say is it seemed like they wanted to move Noel for most of last offseason from the way they handled things at the beginning of last season. They gave way more opportunities for Jaleel Okafor to play next to Joel Embiid. We really didn't see Noel and Embiid play together. They didn't go through that whole experiment. So the writing was on the wall. They wanted to move him. And if that's the case, I think you got to make that move in last summer or last draft right, but or here's, sometime around it, uh, Here's the thing about last summer. A lot of people say this. How many games did Joel Embiid played at that point? And, and I think that's a fair point. We I know that Joel Embiid hasn't played yet at that point. And, but, and uh, Okafor ended the season on the injured list. Sure. but And started this season on the injured list. So they didn't know what they were going to have at center. And, hey, more power to them. And that, that, it may end up being one of Hinky's best picks uh, in the um, – I'm now zotting out on the backup center. Uh, second round pick. Rashawn yeah. Holmes is a very competent backup center. Certainly. He could be a, in the league as a deck in a decade for a decade at backup center. Did you know that during this offseason? No, and and I was I'm I was fairly high on Holmes going so was into I. the year. I kind of liked him, I, but I, I didn't know he was going to play as well as he did. Yeah, I think you're right. But counterpoint to that is if if the whole idea is that they needed needle movers like franchise players, if you didn't think that any of these guys except for Joel Embiid, was going to be that guy at that point. And you know you have to move one of them. And there, last summer, I think there was more of a market, more value for both players just because you could have gotten a full season with Noel, could have sent him to a different type of team than Dallas. I think like contenders who could have used Noel, I think a team like Boston could have used them. They're not going to pick somebody like that up at the at the deadline and implement this new center into their team on the fly when, I mean, that's the number one team in the East. They're not going to risk throwing all that off in one in a couple month period. Yeah, I, I, you, no one will ever know. Only Brian Colangelo yeah, knows. We're, he we're all he making fielded this up the phone and, yeah. calls. We weren't flies in the wall in his office, and we don't know. And I'm sure he talked to a lot of teams about potentially trading these guys, how good or bad the offers were. Who knows? I think the rest of the league, knowing that they had to move one of them, hold serve more so than an entire year would be better for the team that's acquiring them. All right, where are the people going to read you for the next umpteen years? So mostly at LibertyBallers.com. Um, Which is kind of um, your baby. Yes, I'm steering the ship there. So it's not just my writing, but uh, younger writers that I'm editing and sort of guiding through their own journey through the writing process, all the – I say process. I feel like that's an overused <laughs> word here. Uh, yeah, so we have a big community there. It's great. We're part of that whole thing that Spike had for the lottery party. That's, you know how nuts that is. So yeah, that's that's where a lot of my time will be spent. I'll be doing more reporting, more going to the games, going to the practices, doing all that. Now that I'm not here at night, I'll be contributing some to Complex Magazine, doing more music and pop culture type stuff. And what do you know about music? I know about hip hop, which probably not a conversation for you and I, but yeah. I've been going to rap shows since I was old enough to drive, basically. Does does Fifty Cent still rap? <laughs> he mostly is a businessman business. at this point. Let's Which, by the way, way, isn't he like broke? 
Didn't he like lose all of his it's money? Debatable. From it's the, debatable. From the, <laughs> the power drink that he had. I never know what to make of any sort of rumors about bankruptcy and what kind of money people have. That's going to be your job if you're going to well, be writing for a music magazine, sometimes, kid. Sometimes that's a leverage play if they're in a, a bad relationship. Let's put it that way. I will punch you up as a guest when you get writing full-time, buddy. I appreciate it, Jody, and thanks for having me on. Kyle Newbeck, now of Liberty Bowl, is no longer of 94 WIP. Jody Mack coming back for the midnight hour. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game... Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. 